Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast called Raising Asian Teens. Resist the roar. Yeah, that's what we're constantly trying to do. I'm Jeannie Chang. I'm a licensed mental health clinician. And between us, we have seven kids. So I have four kids ages 13 to 19. And I am Sandra Voulet, and I am a career and communications coach and an attorney by training. Um, I have three kids myself, and I am excited to be back here on our second episode on Words That Matter. Yeah, Words That Matter. Hmm. Curious. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So before we talk about those words that matter that I think our children really need to hear, um, I want to check back with Jeannie on our call to action from last time in episode one, Are You Our Tiger Mom? Mm -hmm. And and there was a test and I challenged Jeannie to go home and talk to her kids and ask her kids, you know, what they rate her um, as a tiger mom. So I'm excited, Jeannie. Tell me the results. Oh, gosh. Okay. So <laughs> so before I share the results really quickly, let's just say that I myself was surprised. So remember I had mentioned that I asked them jokingly, not really wanting to hear an answer, and they just said 10 off the bat just to be, you know, a jerk. But, and, but so anyways, <laughs> I sat them down and asked them more seriously. So I did really want to be authentic to this, you know, the, the call to action. And so here I go. So let's start with the kids. My youngest child, age 13. You know what? No, let's start with the oldest. The oldest one, <laughs> age 19, she rated me an eight. Oh, okay. my uh, oldest son, age 17, rated me an eight. My 15 year old rated me a seven. And my youngest, my 13, which was the most surprising rated me a nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk more in a second. And then my son, my husband, in all fairness, even though he was jokingly said, oh, you're a 12, you're past 10. He d- he actually <laughs> said, in all honesty, I think he said seven. So, okay. so here's what surprised me. Um, eight. Uh, well, okay. I think that actually, I think that would be fairly accurate for my oldest, my daughter, my son. But my youngest, they're saying I'm a, I'm a nine? At first, I misunderstood. Wow. I, I thought he misunderstood. I'm like, no. You're, you're, you're rating me as a 10 being like, I'm like a pure tiger mom, total tiger mom. He goes, yeah, you're a nine. I was like, what the, okay. Okay. So my youngest one who I think I'm the most lenient on interesting. So that might be a deeper conversation. Maybe he needs some words that matter. Ah. I'm just saying, but y'all, I did it. I'm glad that I asked my kids and it wasn't as bad as I thought. And it was a good conversation. At first they were like, okay, why are you seriously asking us? Like, why do we have to be so serious about this? So, but I think that shows you that I don't sit down with them like that. You know what I mean? To get their input. Right. And I think, I think taking the test and actually asking the question, um, I think that you're always going to find something that's surprising because for you, it was about thinking that you're lenient on the youngers, right? Exactly. Um, my older kids are always telling me, why are you so easy, you know, on, uh, on the, on our youngest, they're always complaining that I'm too easy. Um, and yet you're, you're kind of the opposite. And it's funny right. because your husband rated you a lot less. Right? Yes, and yes. my husband rated me a lot less. Like you could be more. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you I'll know? take seven That's out of ten only because I think I'm. I was a ten out of ten, so that makes me 
feel good but i will say the nine out of ten by my my youngest Mm. hmm, we we need to talk and 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 i know we're going to talk about our second episode but i'm thinking ooh, words that matter might happen might need to be for my 13 year old (laughs) so uh, audience member i hope that you did take the (laughs) test that you sat down and um spoke to your kids or to your spouse and just see you know and we would love to hear comments from you um, you know, what surprised you, if anything. So I'd love to hear it. See, okay. if I could do it, you guys can do it. <laughs> yes. So let's go, get into the words that matter. So, mm-hmm. so today, this is um, as a communications coach and or somebody who um, does a lot of family counseling and speak to a lot of teenagers and young adults. Um, I love the topic of communicating and the things that you say really matters and why they matter. So today's topic is about something that I think is very awkward for most Asians and words that matter. So the three things that we're going to talk about today is the three phrases. I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Words that matter. Words that matter. So we're going to start with the I love you. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about those three words? So I love you. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, I, I'm, gosh, I'm starting to sweat here. I, I think it's because <laughs> in all honesty, I mean, and when we discuss this, um, it kind of hit me. So I'm actually on this journey with everyone too, because, and I think that's what makes it even more real because we're both raising, you know, seven kids between us and these words that matter. I love you. Well, if I want to talk about my own upbringing real quick, I rarely heard those words. Um, However, that doesn't mean I did not feel loved. And I would say most Asian um, parents like me, might agree because there are other there Asian parents show their love in many other different forms, not so much verbal. Would you agree, Sandra? Yes, I would. I would. And I think I'm the same as you in a sense that I think just culturally as Asians, we do not express uh, love in terms of words. You know, I don't, you know, I don't think I've heard my mom say, I love you. I, I know that she loves me. A lot. And I think it is re- more reflective, though, as I grow older, you know, what that mm-hmm. love meant, right? That love meant always cooking and always having meals and always, you know, taking you and, and kind of, you know, taking care of your clothes, taking care of your needs, making sure you have time to study. All those things are <laughs> things that I, I, I see as love, but I see that as more now as an adult, right? Yes. Versus when I was a child. I agree. You're right on. My mom did the same thing and she still does the same thing. Um, And my father too. Now I will say, I can recall my father saying, I love you. Okay. Even then it was like twice, but um, more than my mom did, but my mom shows it more, you know, like you said, in the kitchen, I mean, she'll still cook for me and my kids and make my kitchen mess, but that's another story. But yeah, uh, and she, so they'll do that that way, but I love you. Those words so sharing, honestly, I think I said those words to my four kids when they were babies and, you know, they're teens now. So I, I think an honest, I don't know when the last time I said those words, Sandra, to oh. my kids. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I say it to my husband all the time. <laughs> so 
what does that tell you? Interesting. I don't say it to my kids. And, and, and I know, um, just, you know, knowing you're this, you know, very warm, affectionate person. And, you know, when I met you, I, and, and I am very, I'm very much an extrovert myself. So for me, you know, hugging people and being affectionate to people is very easy. And yet I find when it comes to even saying those words, I love you. And I do say them to my kids. I find that there's still an awkwardness in saying that, you know, so tell me, me when you say it. So when have you said it? Um, I think I say it um, as it it's, you know, when they were kids, it was much easier. You know, when you say, oh, I love you. I thought that was really easy when they were babies, when they were totally toddlers, mm-hmm. um, when they started in their when they were tweens. Cute. Yeah, when they're <laughs> tweens and where they, they don't want to hug you anymore. And, yeah. Or uh, I, I find that harder and it was very interesting because my son came home from college and he just said, you know, mom, why does our family not hug as much as other families? And I was like, you know, and I'm hugging my husband all the time. <laughs> I know. What is it with that? So Sandra, yeah, I hug yeah. my husband all the time. The kids see that. I know they need that, you know, as, you know, as a therapist, yeah, I know that right. they need to have that security, but right. I think I one time did hug my daughter who's my oldest, I don't know, uh, this year. <laughs> and, she, and she actually went, ew. So, but ew as in she didn't really mean that. Ew right. as in probably because I don't normally do that. Now, my husband is very good with saying yeah. I love you and hugging our kids. So I got to learn from my husband. How about you? Yes, I, I, I think that um, I have learned the importance of saying I love you. And I think why and I, why, why I feel that we need to say I love you so much more these days, um, and maybe it worked for us when we were younger, but right now when you have, you know, the teen suicides, you have the bullying, you have people being, I just find, a lot meaner, that kids, for me, especially for my children, I want to, for them to know, like for them to absolutely know that there is a safe haven at home, that when they come home, when they are home, they have this family that will accept them, that loves them, that they can trust, that have their back, right? Yeah, and, I love that. And, I love and, that. And, and know that um, they can make mistakes. This is the place where, you know, someone loves them. And I know that we realize how much our parents love us when we got older, I want my kids to know that right now. I right? agree. That, yeah, that's I agree. why I feel that even when it's, it may be still awkward and culturally it, it, it's hard for us um, that we need to say these words so that our kids know for sure. Cause they n- may not know for sure. <laughs> and why is it so awkward? And you know, what's interesting. It is awkward, but it's, for me, it's beyond awkward. It's like, like pulling teeth or something. It's not painful, but it's okay. Yeah. Maybe it's painfully awkward. Yeah. Because I told you, and I, I, I don't even remember when I last said it. So those three words, I love you, are probably the hardest for me. I mean, I know yeah. going on to the next phrase of, I'm proud of you. Yes. <laughs> I have said, so here's the bad thing. I say those words a little more often, not mm-hmm. a lot, but more often. And that just shows you that I probably have, I'm not resisting the roar enough because I say it when they do something well. <laughs> Right. So it's all about, oh, you did something well. I'm proud of you. But I love you is totally right on what you said. 
kids these days, um, we, you know, you and I, between us, we treat so many families, um, teenagers and they, social media is as much as I love technology can be very, very harsh. And so, um, I do want to get better at saying, I love you first of all, I guess I have to admit, I want to say it first (laughs) to my kids. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. How about you? I mean, I say that more often. Yes. I think for the uh, I'm proud of you part, what I have learned through the years is I think it's, you know, do you remember? I think this is I'm I'm sure that you probably have experienced this when, you know, your child brings home a, a report card or something and let's say or, you know, progress report. And, you know, if there was one B, you know, and, if, you know, you're looking mm-hmm. at it you're like, what happened here? Right. right. I, know, I remember I'll just say not. I'm proud of you for those A's. And of course, that's the main cons- main complaint of all Asians. If you, you know, read any of the comments, if you watch any of the videos, they're always saying, you know, all the parents do is they zoom in on the one thing that's not the A and everything else is like, they can't say, I'm proud of you. Right? Oh, 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 I think I think I go, well, I'm worse than that. I'll see like a 92 and I'll be like, okay, so why is not that a real A, like 95? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and there were a couple times my husband's like, what did you say? I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, good, good job getting an A. Yeah. But, yeah. but then why is it a 92? And so that's right. not good either. I mean, actually, that's pretty horrible if I think about it. That's yeah. like so tiger momish. But I will say what you said about focusing on what they don't do. A lot of what I do in the therapy room is, or just in, in workshops I give in general are solution focused. So, I, so you're supposed to focus on what the kids do do. <laughs> Right. Or what they're doing well. I can say it so easily to another family and I do my best to practice it, but it is very, it is, I would say, a, a hard thing for me to practice because for, I did admit, I said that recently going, what's with the 92? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and again, it is that, you know, Tiger Mom and all of us having a lot of expectations for our kids. And sometimes we do have to, like, you know, resist that roar, kind of push it down a little bit. And for me, I hope that parents that, you know, um, we are cognizant of the environment in which our kids are growing up these days. It's very much different from when we went to high school or when we went to college or anything like that. I mean, it's, uh, it's in many ways, in many factors, you know, more difficult in some ways and less difficult in other ways. But we really have to be cognizant that the circumstances and the environment, you know, and what our kids are facing these days are different. And so we have to kind of change with the times also. Um, I agree with that. I love that. Um, I want to say that I think one of my goals when speaking to parents is helping them become culturally confident You know, like it's okay that they don't know everything about their, you know, their child or their teens, um, cultural experience, high school wise. That's, that's understandable. It's not like we, we don't go to high school with them, but I'm, and I'm talking about first generation parents, because don't forget there's still first generation parents here, right. In the States that are raising kids that are our age, that are raising kids, um, like our kids age, but they're still first generation. So a lot of those parents struggle. And I just, and I think what you said was right about just having them under, like understand the context better. And that sometimes takes simple education, you know, and that this is where eventually on another episode, we'll have to talk about how teens can, you know, get to also beyond the awkwardness of actually educating their own parents. 
That's what I say. I go, come on, parents, be students of your students. You can oh, do that. I like that. Yeah. I really and, I, and that's do. what I say. And, I, and some like of them that. are realizing, yeah, because I talk in their academic language, right? Yeah. Come yeah. on, you know, study yeah. your child. Right. And just right. like you tell them to study, they, they need to also know that you're studying them. That, right. oh, I see that my kid likes this. Let me figure that out. That must be the trend. Right. right. So, um, to, you know, to follow up with that, I like that, that you are studying them. And to that point, I would like to suggest to parents that when you are communicating and you're saying to your kids, I'm proud of you, don't focus on just the results. I'm proud of you because you made straight A's or I'm proud of you because <laughs> you won this contest. I'm proud of right. you, this, but really focus on the actual effort or what was that really got you like I love the fact that I like to see when my kid like my my little one she's super petite she loves volleyball and she's tried out for so many teams and have failed but you know what she keeps trying out next year Mm. and the next year and the third year and I and yeah she's so persistent and I tell her i I'm so proud of you for having the courage and the persistence to keep on doing it. Oh, I love you know, that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm proud of you because, you know, for your efforts, because I've seen the five days that you just, you know, put your, you know, head in your books and you study and maybe you didn't get the result you wanted, but still I'm proud of seeing that hard work, that working ethic. So I, I, I want you to when you say study your teens, I want you to look beyond the end result and look at the process and what yeah, your teen is that. doing. The process. The, the process and what what is it that you know is building your your child's character, you know, and encourage those character building traits. Encourage because yeah, that's what's gonna sustain traits. them. The, their correct. their character. That's I was just correct. gonna say something to add to that now. This mm-hmm. is uh, a challenge because I, I, I know I'm probably not going to do this, but saying I'm proud of you, but going further than that, like saying, um, you know, I'm proud of being your mom, mm. you know, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, that just came to me and right. you're going to, I just said it out loud. So it means I have to say it, but yes. you know, or I'm proud of, um, you know, I'm proud that you're my son. I mean, that's even like what you're going on the lines of, right. just, they don't have to do anything. Right. Right. And it's not achievement based, which is so much in our culture, but the fact that, that, that who they are, who they are. Yeah. And, um, and we need to to say those words. Um, and I will say, I I don't know why, but I, those words are easier for me, but yeah, it probably has to do with the fact that perhaps I'll be honest. I think it's because my parents said that more than I love you because again, Asian, our Asian culture is achievement based. Right. Right. So I'm sure they said that. So what's the next phrase? Um, so, so before we go into the, the next phrase, I think that, you know, exactly what you're saying, um, confirming them that you are proud of them um, for what much more than just their, you know, academic. I think that's really critical for a lot of parents. I am proud of you for being a good friend. I'm proud of you for sticking up to your friend when you know, you need, I'm proud of you for telling the truth, right? I'm proud of you. Mm. So that's a good one. All those things that you think I like the characteristic, I like building my, my child's character, you know, I I like those things. And so 
find those opportunities if the words I'm proud of you is easier for you to say, you know, all parents out there, then find those opportunities when your kids are doing things right to, yeah, to reemphasize right. that, you know, so that they keep on doing it. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, it's, it's, it's easier right. said than done. But once right. you make it a habit or really try to do it, right. it, it gets a little less awkward, I want to say. Yes. And you know, what? I'm glad we're still talking about this because one other thing, see, you, you've inspired me with, with ideas, Sandra. So I was just thinking, besides I'm proud of you, I want to say that sometimes in our family, we have, you know, your kids all have these specific traits, right? Right. One's more the athlete or one is more, um, I don't know, social or outgoing. So in our family, we'll say one of the kid or the other is, you know, he's our most thoughtful child. So yeah. sometimes that also shows that you're proud of him because I'm like, you know, I'm proud of you because you are our most, our most thoughtful child in this family, you know? Yeah. You always yeah. think of others. So that's another example of a character trait that you said that just that we focus on, um, less of our achievements or the achievements of the kids. Right. And on, on the actual other characteristics besides just the achievements, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. The last, and I think for me, absolutely the hardest phrase is to say, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm saying sorry. I'm sorry I'm to your sorry. kids. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's interesting. Why is it so hard for you? Cause that's not so hard for me. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Cause I, I make mistakes know. all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but saying I'm sorry, interesting. I'd love to hear okay. why it's hard for you. So I think, I think that, um, you know, in our culture, especially where, you know, everything is hierarchical, you know, whoever's mm-hmm. on top, you know, is the authority figure. You look up to the, you know, the, uh, yeah, the person who's older than you has more authority than you. And so you don't, Oh, that's you know, so Asian. And so, yeah. and that's so Asian. So the person, whoever is on top says whatever. And even when they're wrong, you don't contradict them. And certainly you're never going to hear them say, I I'm sorry to you. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, that's and true. very true. And I think for me, um, you know, um, my, my father, um, passed away last year and Mm -hmm. he was, you know, almost 90, 92. And I just remember, you know, when we were celebrating his, his last or, you know, birthday, um, he got, he gathered all the children and, you know, and he actually said the word, I'm sorry. Like he said, I'm sorry you know, for his mistakes. And I, you know, and he was, you know, listing those mistakes. And I, I don't, you know, for me to hear it from my father, it was earth shattering. Like, I was Did you record that? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I was just so, I was so touched by it. You know, I was just so touched by that, that here it is my dad saying the word, I'm sorry. And I think that's so hard. You know, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to do. So for me saying I'm sorry to my kids, that's the one thing that I have. I have to really force myself. So, I mean, I, that's one of the things that surprised me, Sandra. You're so nurturing. Just like it surprised me. It surprised you to hear that I have I struggle with. I love you. I guess I don't see that it being hard for you, but I'm sorry is your hardest things to say, huh? Yes, it is. It is. And it, it's really, it's really funny because I know it is so important. Um, I remember my son in, you know, in sixth grade, he said, uh, Mom, I thought that 
you and dad knew everything, that you guys were always right until sixth grade. I found out that you guys don't know it all. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. (laughs) That you can be wrong, right? And so, um, so I think, I think we always teach our kids, you know, to own up to your mistakes, you know, to say you're sorry, you know, we're telling them to say they're sorry to their siblings or say they're sorry when they do something wrong. And yet when we ourselves do something wrong, um, if we're not saying I'm sorry, then I feel that we're not walking the walk. Right. You know, we're not modeling. Yeah, we're not modeling. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So th- this is one of the easier things for me to say. I'm sorry. Um, and I, I know I've said it even recently because I think I just I jumped, jumped to a conclusion about something they did. And my son's like, no, I didn't do that. I'm like, oh, OK, I'm sorry. So that was a different I guess that's an easier situation. Um, but I guess to on the flip side, I don't I think it's more difficult for me to say I'm sorry. Um if I get mad about something or, you know, if I, you know what I'm saying? When you kind of lose your cool, right? I don't recall really saying, I'm sorry. I definitely will say, I'm sorry if I've made like a wrong assumption about something, but, but again, that is not as hard for me to say as I love you. So it's interesting that between us, we have the struggles that we have, but don't you think that I'm sorry is a universal difficult thing to say as well? I think parents struggle with that overall, not just culturally. Yes, I think parents do, because I don't remember, like, for that one time that my dad said, I'm sorry, I don't remember my parents through all my years of growing up ever saying they're sorry to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's amazing that he said that. And um, I want to say my dad, yeah, you're right. You know what? Here's the thing. Here's our challenge. We need to say it to our kids currently raising them in their youth. You know, um, my dad actually said it to me recently. Okay, not recently, but in the last 10 years, you know, when I was a mother, when I'm a mother as an adult about something about high school, it's not something he did. It's about a decision that they made that they thought was best for me when I did not want it. I think it was, it was I think I didn't want to go to private school anymore. And I wanted to go to public school because I'm very social and they refused to allow me to do that. And then he actually apologized saying, you know, I'm sorry, we didn't give you you know, um, a chance to talk about your decision about going to the public school that you wanted to go to. So that was a different apology, but I heard it later in life and yeah, never said to me growing up. So I'm thinking we need to be better in our current stages (laughs) of saying that to our kids. Uh, And you're right. How are they going to be able to say that to their siblings or to friends or to teachers or whatever in life if we, they don't see it in the home or any of these phrases. I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. Um, You know, and and I will have to admit to you, Jeannie, when I say I'm sorry, it's even hard for me to say that to my husband. (laughs) I can say the I love you to him. I'm proud of you. But even when I'm, you know, even to my husband, that's still admitting that I'm wrong. Um, that's a big hang up for me. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. I mean, that's some of the things yeah, that you're yeah. working through. Um, yeah, yeah I, but yes. I will say, yes. I should say this out loud, but yeah, I'm proud of the fact that I say, I'm sorry to my husband often. Right. Um, even though sometimes I'm not wrong, just saying, <laughs> just you know, saying, yeah. so just sometimes saying, yeah. you should just say it and not really mean it. No, I'm kidding. That's, that'll yeah. come across, but, um, but it's not, yeah, sometimes it's not only about being wrong. I, I really do think sometimes it's about modeling a certain behavior Right. For your kids 
in, you know, in, in front of your kids with your husband too, um, right. or partner or spouse, very important to, for them to witness that. And so the, I love you part for me, I'm just going to say it. That'll be my call to action to say that to each one of my kids, gosh, I have four of them. Yeah. So four yeah. of my kids, <laughs> the, the best I can until the next episode, I will, I will do my, okay. I, it might be like, Oh my gosh, I want to bite my nails and stuff. I'll, I'll do it. All right. All right. So for me, it is the I'm sorry word. So be very cognizant of, you know, when I do things that I know uh, may hurt my kids um, feelings or maybe in a way where I know it's going to be a negative effect on my kids, then I definitely will have to say I'm sorry more. And sometimes the word I'm sorry I think it allows them to know that it's okay for you to make mistakes. It's, right. it's you know, owning up to your mistakes. Yeah, And exactly. um, I think it's also part of the self-acceptance, right? That you're not, you, you can be imperfect and that's okay. Mm, so and, true. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and you're still striving. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Self-acceptance. That's not seen a lot in our culture. So I love that. So, so what, what would you say our roaring reflection is for today? So our roaring reflection is that I, I look at these words that matter um, as sometimes, you know, there's that phrase, well, action speaks loud, louder than words. And I think in our culture, it's always about actions. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you say words without the action, there's nothing. But imagine if we put actions and words together it's like having the cake is the action right mm-hmm. and the words are like the frosting you get this perfect cake yeah you get whipped both frosting together I love yeah frosting. i love <laughs> that sweet, analogy right it's sweet you're right it's good it tastes good and and i think for kids especially teens and young people in this day and age they need to hear it and they need to know it. They don't need to wait until they're older to recognize that their parents love them. Oh right? my gosh, that's well said. Yeah. Here's another thing I want to add. You're right that we need to be uh, really cognizant of words that matter and saying things more verbally because with technology in this day and age, as I see treating a lot of families, everything's on social media or everything's via text, right? Or, or Snapchat or whatever. Right. So you're not even speaking as often as you could. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it really matters so much more to say it verbally. And I'm saying that out loud because I'm also challenging myself with the I love you part. Right. So for us, for our audience members, you know, um, for until the next episode or just going forward, when you get the opportunity, if you can say, I love you, say, I'm proud of you, say, I'm sorry to your kids. You said that well, Sandra. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, it's easier to the audience. So we would love to have your feedback and how that's going for you. You can email us at RaisingAsianTeens at gmail.com. Well, next time, episode three, Resist the Roar. Resist the Roar.